the SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Hi guys, it's Angel, and this is episode three of Cooking with Angel. This is a very special Cinco de Mayo show, and in this segment, my friend Stephanie will share her family recipe for how to make guacamole. It was so easy and delicious that I may never go back to store-bought again. Then I'll teach you a great way to season any meat or meat substitute for a delicious taco salad that's sure to make you say ole. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show. Las estrellas y la luna ellas me dicen dónde voy. Ay, 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 mi amor. Ay, mi morena de mi Am I going to do anything for Cinco de Mayo this year for Cooking with Angel? And I honestly had nothing in mind. Um, but I said, you know what? Let's do it. So here we are. In any case, Stephanie is going to do some homemade uh, guacamole. I'm really excited about that because I'm always buying guacamole all the time. Even regular days during the week, we love it here at home. So this might be a really game changer uh, recipe for me. And then also I'm going to do a taco salad. So this is something that every Taco Tuesday <laughs> my husband gets excited about. We don't do it all the time, but it is something special and it's super easy to do. So one of the things that... Um, we're gonna do is we're gonna add Miss Stephanie. Let's see if she's on. By the way, uh, just so everybody knows, we're on the SND podcast channel and welcome to the podcast as well. We're being recorded as we speak, literally. And uh, it, it's been a really, really fun experience, you know, so far and, and I anticipate it to be as well, continuing forward. So. The recipe that I posted was for ground beef or chicken or turkey, but unfortunately um, I wasn't able to get my hands on that. So we're going to do regular breast of chicken. I'm going to season it the same way, but the only difference is that um, I was going to show you a trick that I do with ground beef that a friend of mine, Mercedes, had actually showed me about. Um, so I'll have to do that another time. And um, what that trick is, is basically you're going to saute the onions saute the garlic. Hey Stephanie. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, would you be able to turn your camera the other way? Okay. That's perfect. Perfect. I'm going to see if I can just make you a little bit louder on my end. Because it's a little low. Is the volume all the way up, honey? How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Good. I'm glad you were able to break away from work. I know you have a lot going on. Yeah, 
I'm gonna do it with you. So this is, you know, cooking with Angel. You're my first cooking guest that's really gonna help me cook something. So what I'm gonna do is you walk me through it and I'll I'll um, go ahead and, and make it at the same time. Okay. Okay, so, yes, let me get a spoon. Hang on one second. So, of course, today is the day that my son's school is doing a Zoom and everything else. So, of course, you know, I'm not as prepared as I would love to be. So, <laughs> all right. So, I like to scoop them out. Is that what you do? Yep. You throw them right in there, right in the in the bowl. All right, let's see. That's not working for me. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's get this guy out. It's like a circus in here today, let me tell you. <laughs> I got the noise of my son, the noise of the dog. Oh my goodness. Let's see who we have online with us today. We have Alexandra, we have Lillian. I think I saw, I think I saw Mercedes on here. A couple of other people joined us. Okay. All right, Stephanie, so I got my avocado here. I'm gonna go ahead and put it in the in the bowl. Okay. All right. This is so we need the three avocados, right, for this to work. Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. And how long does it usually um, last, like in the fridge? Okay, that's great. 
Cool. All right, so that's that's done. My avocado is in the bowl. So then I think you had said like half an onion chopped up diced? Yes. Okay. Let me go ahead and get that cooking. So I got this really cool package in the mail, right? I don't know if you order stuff um, from Gilt ever. I haven't. Not in a long time. Okay. I actually bought a couple of things from there. Um, just like Mother's Day gifts and stuff. And then, of course, you know, buying stuff for other people. I decided to get some stuff for myself. <laughs> and I got like all these packages in the mail and I'm like what is all of this you know like this looks way bigger than what I thought it should look like so I go ahead and open it and it's a set of knives and a giant stock pot and I was like what oh my goodness so my beautiful friends Janie Young who is also uh, Mexican heritage actually she sent me a stock pot and some knives which was really really nice I know that was like so sweet she, she's like that though she's like the drive-by gift sender she'll just randomly like send a gift so I was just like wow so I figured she must be watching the show because we did an episode um, where I did ribs and I had to use two pots because my stock pot um, I didn't have one and then I had been complaining that my knives weren't like as sharp as they should be so I wound up with both of the items. So my mom was like, well, be careful what you mention. Because <laughs> you never know who's listening. Like, that's true. Uh, I actually, I need to find a good knife set. Um, and I, like, I feel like I have Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are really cool. It's called Berghoff Essentials. They're designed in Belgium. They're super sharp. So I don't know if you can see the um, cut on my finger. <laughs> this is actually from earlier. Um, the day that I got them, I wound up washing, um, you know, of course, putting them in the dishwasher to clean them up. And I pulled the cover off of one of them and I, I wound up cutting my finger. So um, my, my hubby and my mom were there and they were like, oh, so they are sharp. I was like, yeah, they're super sharp. <laughs> so that's one way of testing them. But yeah, that's a good brand. Um, I also had some other knives that are called Cafalon, that brand. And those are from before I even got married. Um, and those have been really good too. So they're both good. Yeah. So should I just dump the onion in then? Yes. So you can add the onions inside whenever you're ready. Okay. And you said three tomatoes, right? Three Roma tomatoes? Actually, you can use, um, you can probably use two. It really depends on like, how much tomatoes you like. Mm -hmm. I Okay, so I'll use two then. These are really super ripe, so that should make it taste really good. And um, now I have my super, super 
sharp knives thanks to Miss Janie so this is actually a lot easier than than it normally is <laughs> so Stephanie I know you usually have a Cinco de Mayo party um, at your house so what do you guys usually do at the party Oh wow. Yeah. So for what, like, somebody like me, what does Cinco de Mayo really mean? Like, what is that really about? into that right exactly <laughs> yeah I remember being in New York and we would go out like every single de Mayo I mean everybody it's like um, St. Patrick's Day everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day like everybody's Mexican on Cinco de Mayo <laughs> that's so cool all right so let me chop these up you said to dice them right like little squares So there's this really cool restaurant that I love. It's, oh my gosh, Alexandra says that your party was epic. And she says that her mouth is watering looking at the guacamole. That's so funny. It, it's actually looking pretty good so far. I'm really excited about this. What's that? Oh, sure. It looks beautiful already. All right, so I got onions, I have avocados, I have tomatoes. Um, did you say, you said garlic, right? Yes, I mean, I normally, I normally don't have any Cloves, just like one big one. Two. Okay. okay. I am trying to peel the garlic right now. That's always like the hard part. I've seen those videos where they put the garlic in like a jar and then shake it really, really hard, and the peels all come off. So I definitely need to try that. <laughs> All right. 
second. This is still really big. So we want it to be like teeny, teeny, tiny pieces, right? The garlic? Gonna cut it as small as I possibly can and I guess if you don't have fresh garlic you could use powder is that okay yeah definitely. okay and I was I mean you know fresh garlic usually you could find it but like what if you're trying to make it and you you know don't feel like going out to the supermarket or whatever the case so okay restaurant that we used to love to go to I don't know if you had a chance to go there it's in um, New Rochelle and it's called La Herradura and it's this Mexican place um, I think it's like on Main Street or something in New Rochelle and they literally like you um, order the guacamole and they bring out this cart and they make it in front of you which I really love I love that. I love that. I love going. There was this place that we went to, this like um, Chinese place. I forget the name of it. It was one of my mom's favorite restaurants. I think it's called like Chang's or something like that. I don't think it's PF Chang's. I think it's just Chang's. I don't know. I think my mom's on here. She could tell us. But they would bring out a cart and do like a on fire dessert for you. I think it was like bananas flambe or something like that. I, I really like the interactive eating. <laughs> like when they cook it in front of me, that really excites me. So awesome. I guess it's the chef in me, right? Do you have like a favorite Mexican restaurant in Florida? Um, in Florida, not so, so much. There's the place around here called Jalapeno's. And they're about the most authentic Mexican place that I've seen. Um, but I'm sure there's others. Um, the problem is that where we live is kind of out of the way. So not a lot of places deliver here. So what happens is that unless we're going to go out and drive and, you know, now obviously that's more of a diff difficult thing to do um, to go to a different restaurant. But unless we're planning to do that, then it's just really hard to get the takeout, you know? So that's hard. Oh, it is Chang's. Yeah, mom and um, Lillian said that. Okay, so, and you said half a lime, but I don't have lime, so I'm just gonna use lemon. That's okay, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Actually, do you have a, um, like a favorite I do. I actually do have cilantro. Um, I got a whole bag. My mom gave me some the other day, so I was like, yes, I need that. So that was perfect. Okay. Okay. So you can, it doesn't matter which order you can, you do 
it in, but I like to add like all the ingredients in because I'm gonna add the lime last. Okay. Just so that it gives like the citrus a little bit later. Okay. That sounds good. Okay, so like how much cilantro do you think is gonna go in this thing? So this is about like two sprigs of cilantro and do I take it off the stems? Yes. Okay. You can take it off the stems, just like literally rip it out. Okay. Should I chop it or like, is there a better I way? Chop, I chopped mine just a little bit, not too crazy, but you can just add it. Like, let me show you. Okay. Okay, so I'm chopping up the cilantro. Here we go. With my handy dandy knives, my brand new knives. <laughs> and I'm just going to toss it in. So one of the secrets that I found with um, like juicing fruit, uh, citrus fruit, is that if you roll the um, lemons or limes first, it makes it easier for the juice to come out. So yeah, if you kind of like hold it onto the board, the cutting board, and then just roll it back and forth like that, I don't know what it does. I think it separates it a little bit from the skin, but it makes the juice come out a little bit easier. So my friend Giovanni's on the call, my hubby. Oh my gosh, Chef Ileana is on here. She's so awesome. I've seen some really beautiful things that she's done, um, like for Bloomingdale's, plating and things like that. And kind of my hero. Um, Catherine Laporte and um, a couple other people, Sweet Lili. We have a bunch of folks, so this is really cool. This is our first Instagram Live. I always do Facebook. I've been, you know, like really not getting my um, Instagram people enough love, but it's not because I don't want to. It's just that I don't really know how to do this on Instagram, so. <laughs> Me neither. This is like my first time actually getting on live, so. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's, you know, I think it's important though to do stuff like this because it can be really easy to fall into feeling like down or whatever with everything going on around us. So it's important for us to stay connected, you know, and to do fun stuff. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was trying to actually um, use my iPad, but my iPad is so old, it doesn't accept Instagram anymore. Oh, wow. That is funny. Absolutely. Okay, so the only other thing I see on your recipe here that we're missing is the sea salt. And then uh, I think it's time for the lime, right? Yes. Okay, let me grab my salt real quick. Here we go. I have sea salt in here. It's like uh, ground. So how much salt? Like uh, maybe quarter of a teaspoon or half a teaspoon? Like, well, I just use like a 
Okay, like a pinch, a generous pinch of salt. Okay, so that should be good then. And I know everybody's different about salt and like if it's too much or whatever. So I guess salt it's a taste. I normally, so I normally just go with a handful just in the beginning. And then once we like mix everything up, we can kind of like taste it and see if it needs more salt. Mm -hmm. or, um, I also like to put pepper in mine too, but everyone's different. Like green pepper or red pepper? Or Just ground pepper. pepper. Okay, yeah, ground pepper. I have some of that. Let me grab some of that too. See if we throw that in there. Hang on one second. Maybe I'll throw a little bit in there and get creative. That looks so pretty. Let me just show you guys at home what this looks like because it looks fantastic and we're not even done yet. So this definitely looks like something that's gonna taste really good. I'm excited, Seth. I'm so excited. I'm so glad you contacted me and was like, let's do this. And you know, like I kind of twisted your arm a little bit, but I'm, I'm glad. Oh, yours looks beautiful. Right. Thank you. All right, so we just got the, the juice. Just squeeze it in there, right? What happened? The okay. juice, I, I just squeeze it in, right? You have a what? I have like a little lemon squeezer. Oh, nice. Okay, I think I have one too. But let me see if I could find it. Hang on one second. I'm all about the gadgets. I'm all about the kitchen gadgets. I have this thing and then I put it in here and then I... Thank you. Yours is cute too. Let me see. It's like yellow. Oh yeah, I have a couple of them. I have a green one and a yellow one. That's cute. Alright, so let's see if we can get this cooking. Literally. I think I have it in backwards. Okay. It's not quite as easy to use. There we go. Okay. And just half of a lime or I guess a lemon if you have it. Whatever's clever at this point <laughs> so besides like putting it on chips is there anything else that you do with the guacamole that's interesting or fun that's really it i'm kind of a simple yeah person um this is the way my family has always made it mm-hmm Things. Sure. I don't know about raisins or pomegranates, but I might have to try. Yeah, it sounds really good. I know it's kind of like we make pastelas for Christmas, and nobody makes them the same. Like, no two people make them the same. Everything is like, you know, we like, um, some people make them with raisins, some people don't, some people make them with, you know, different kinds of meat, some people make them veggie, so it's kind of similar. Um, oh, Lily is on the line. We've got a couple of folks that I don't know. So some, you know, new people joining us. This is really cute. And Steve, we got a bunch of people on here. All right, so now everything is in here. How do I mix it? How do I make it, the magic happen? So now we're just gonna basically smash up. You can use like different tools. I have like a little potato smasher that I use. 
Okay. Um, and also, I don't know where it's at, but you can use like, I don't know what it's called. It's like a wooden, oh yeah. This? You can use one of these too. It's like a little wooden stick that you would normally smash into like those, I don't know what you call Like them. a mortar and pestle, right? Yeah, there you go. So look up stuff. Oh, you have it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So just smash it up? Yeah. Okay. So it's funny because, like, growing up, my dad, you know, I talk about him a lot, but a lot of my cooking memories involve him. So one of the things he had told me was, he's like, guacamole, you know, what did, what did the poor avocado do to anybody? But it's because, you know, you really got to smash it up when you're getting in here. So that, that's what guacamole always reminds me of, like, you know, this poor avocado. But in the end, I think it's worth it, right? <laughs> because it tastes delicious. Yeah. They're so good for you, honestly. They're super healthy, the avocados. I'm gonna get the spoon in here too because I think my avocado is like a little bit harder than it probably should have been. So I'm gonna get the spoon cooking in here. That's a good trick. I'll put probably the rest of the juice. Let me add from the rest of the lemon. Okay, let's see here. All right. Um, all right. I'm always trying to take out the seeds, right? Because of the, you know, nobody wants to be eating seeds. Um, they have this cheesecloth thing that you can put on the lemons too to make sure that the seeds don't come out into it. I need to get one of those. Okay. But I'm super into all the gadgets and stuff like that. I love that. That's like the best. So, um, okay. So let's go ahead and squeeze all this juice in here. So this should soften the avocado, right? Oh, that looks delicious. Yeah, that's just, just try putting in a little bit in case that works. Okay. So one of the things that I love, um, to do also, which I got from when my hubby tried um, keto for a little while, is if you take like a really nice um, balsamic vinegar and you put it on um, a piece of avocado, like a big like half of avocado, you could just eat it like that and it is delicious. Um, I also before that was just eating avocado with like a little bit of salt. And that's pretty good too. So it, it, I think it's really good to incorporate into your diet, maybe like at least once a week if possible, just at least for me, because um, it has that really good cholesterol. And um, usually, you know, thank God when I go to the doctor, they're always like, how are you, you know, they're amazed that my I'm so healthy because I'm a little bit overweight. So I'm like, I don't know how to take that. Should I be insulted or? <laughs> I guess I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, right? Just keep eating healthy, or at least try to eat as healthy as possible, and just amaze the doctors. <laughs> what can yeah, you do? 
so funny. I mean, it's pretty healthy, especially during quarantine. Crazy stuff. It's really hard, especially to like not be at work and like having self control. Yes, I think it's I think it's just being home too and being like a little bit bored. You know, it's like what's in the fridge? What's there to eat? So I try to have like yogurts in the house and stuff like that, um, like little snacky things because I find myself really wanting to snack. So I get like those seaweed packs. You know, those are really good. Um, I don't really like the flavored ones, but like the little packs of seaweed are good and stuff like that. Okay, so I think that this um, guacamole is about as mashed as it's going to get because one of my avocados wasn't super ripe, I guess. It was still like a little bit hard. So you think it's going to get softer as time goes on, like maybe tonight or tomorrow? how this tastes I mean it looks fantastic I'm gonna show you well I think it looks fantastic you you're the judge right because you, you're the expert here but um, let me just mix it up before I show you again hang on one second I want it to look its best and again guys if you're just joining us this is a homemade um, guacamole from my friend Stephanie we've been friends for many years she's one of my dearest friends and she has Mexican heritage and she has joined me to show me how to make some homemade guacamole. And this is your family recipe, right? Yes, my people on their recipe, kind of. Okay. Um, so that's awesome. My mom and I were watching the show today. It's like um, Italian grandmas or something like that. Pasta grannies. And I just love it. I love getting all the old recipes. So that is the best. Okay, I think yours is looking better than mine. Mine is not... <laughs> Mine is still kind of. Yeah, it's a little. Mm, it's very chunky, so I have more mashing to do, right? I'm sure it tastes delicious. I I I would find it hard to believe that it didn't because it has so much goodness in here that I mean, probably I can't mess it up, right? Like this is the kind of thing you just can't mess up. So, all right, I'm gonna. I'm going to put this to the side for right now. Let me rinse my hands and then I'm going to go ahead and start working on the taco salad, okay? Okay. All right. So, were you able to try um were you able to try the recipe for the tortillas? No, unfortunately I didn't have time to just Okay. Mm -hmm. And you let it rise, and then um, I think 
for like an hour and then you come back and you just kind of like roll it out. There's like a certain way that you would roll it out, but I think you just put it on the pan and fry it. It's pretty good. Sounds fantastic. I definitely want to try that one day. I also saw um, our friend, mutual friend Mercedes, had um, a in a Facebook story today with her making pickled onions that looked really, really nice. So that's something I would like to um, do on the show, like pickled onions and maybe um, do like some other, you know, like maybe a mofongo one day or something. Um, I was telling my mom I want to do like um, a fried foods day, you know, where we just do everything that's fried food. Um, that would be really fun too. So just trying to do a bunch of different things. Um, and the thing with it is that a lot of this is not that hard to do once you know how to do it. You know, it's the kind of thing where once you get it under your belt, it's like, okay, this makes sense now. You know, this I can add this to my repertoire because if not, I feel like I just keep eating the same things all the time, you know? Like it's always pizza or spaghetti, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But after a while, it's like you want to maybe mix things up, especially being home more now. So it's like I'm cooking every day, I'm cooking every meal. So it's like I want to try something new, you know. So for me, I want to try different things all the time. Is there a favorite dish that you like to cook? What's that? that you like to cook more than the others? Um, that I like to cook more than the others? I love to make a penil, um, and I definitely want to do that on the show one day, um, but that's just because it's like a family thing for me, so it's kind of like a thing that I don't really make alone. I like to make it with my mom, and um, it's just like a bonding family kind of moment for me. So that's, that's I think, is probably why I really like to make it. Because it's a lot of work. <laughs> and I love to eat it, too. That's like one of my favorite things. I heard it like three to four hours, but I don't know if that's actually true. Yeah, it is. It's I, I mean, that's like on the low side. You know, I mean, it depends on how big your fenil is. Um, but it could be like five or six hours to cook it. And the thing that's really, really cool that my mom does um, with it is that she basically totally deconstructs the fenil. She takes apart like the bone. She takes everything off the bone, the meat, everything, which is a lot of work. And then she basically like seasons every single part of it. So I don't know if you've seen people do it before where they like poke holes in it or whatever um, and then they put the seasoning in it that's also really good but if you yeah like if you take it all apart then you're really getting seasoning everywhere both sides of the meat so that's really good and then she stabs it with the seasoning too so it's kind of like how could that be bad you know it's yeah, like yeah. so good Mm -hmm. like, um, but I've never seen like how they actually make it. I've always heard it's like super hard to make, but it sounds really good. What kind of seasoning do you guys put in it? So, what we like to do, um, I had showed in the 
show where I did the flan. What we like to do is we use the um, Puerto Rican cookbook recipe for the most part. And what that calls for is very minimal ingredients. It's um, oregano, garlic, olive oil, and salt. So those are like the main ingredients. But then my mom likes to add other stuff to it too. So she'll add like sazon, she'll add adobo, she'll like, um, not really sazon, no, I'm sorry. Like adobo and some um, sofrito to it, which you wouldn't really think like on a meat sofrito that, you know, you're not frying it or whatever, but she adds that to it. Um, and I think it really depends on how she's feeling. <laughs> Because she does tend to add more ingredients depending. She said, oh, okay. So, like, after she seasons both sides of the meat, she pours, she um, ties it back on the bone and puts it in the oven with twine. And then the thing that I also really love is that she takes the skin and she scores it. And then she seasons that, just like the meat, and cooks that as oh. well. So, you get that really thick layer of the chicharron that is, like, very toasty. You can crunch it off. And then it has like that fat on it. The diet is out the window. When it comes to that, <laughs> there's no diet. I'm sorry. If anybody's trying to put me on a diet, they're going to be disappointed because it's not happening. So, yeah. Well, I was telling you that we make tamales during Christmas. Yes. This was serious. And then we'll be back <laughs> when it's time to eat. I love that. I really miss, you know, like um, getting together with my family on the holidays and stuff. We used to always do the very traditional meals and things like that. And my grandmother would pretty much cook everything. Um, she wouldn't let anybody in the kitchen. So it was one of those things where it was like, no, no, just go sit down, go sit down. And I think part of the problem with that, I mean, as nice as it is, is that... I didn't really learn much cooking from her, you know, because it was always like she was always taking care of everybody. So I feel like now as an adult, I'm always searching for those recipes that I grew up with. And I'm like, okay, well, how did she make it? Because I love the way it came out then. And how can I find that, you know? So I think it's really important that we kind of keep those recipes alive. And I'm hoping that when it's time for my kids to learn how to cook, I'll have a lot of different meal ideas for them, you know? Okay, so I'm gonna make some chicken um, for my taco salad. I have some chicken here. Oh, oh, it's always something, right? I have some chicken here that I defrosted and I'm just gonna rinse it again. 
show wouldn't be complete with like some kind of disaster or some kind of like falling apart moment. So don't feel bad. Like if you're at home and those things happen, you just know that you're in good company, right? Like it happens to everybody. Okay, so I had already rinsed the chicken, but I just rinsed it again real quick. And I'm gonna go ahead and make a chicken breast instead of making the um, ground meat because I actually don't have the ground meat that I was hoping to have. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put in some avocado oil and then just some onions and garlic chopped up and just get that heating up until it's kind of translucent. And then I'm going to season the meat while I do that. So Stephanie, you know we were talking about... Um, the way that Mercedes does her ground beef with the water in it. And I was yeah. hoping to do that today, but unfortunately I'm not able to do that right now. So I'll have to do it another day. But that's, it's so interesting that the water actually makes the meat break up, which I, I would have never imagined, you know? Yeah. Well, um, Yes. something I would like to do. Yeah, Mercedes said the chicken bouillon cubes. Yeah, those are good. I actually, I don't really buy them, and I don't know why, but they are very flavorful. They're good, like, um, for soups, too. I like those, too, for soups. All right, so um, the way that I make my taco salad, it's like a multi-layer kind of deal. So I'm just going to go ahead and um, describe it a little bit so we can get an idea of what it's going to look like. So the first thing that I do, which I know is kind of like cheating, but I don't care because it's a lot of layers, um, is I put in my lettuce. So this is my beautiful, like the most Mexican heritage looking kind of plate that I had at home. Um, I always, this makes me think of like a Mexico kind of thing, you know, with like the Spanish art and stuff like that also. And this is from um, Eva Mendes. I don't know if you remember when she did that cooking line uh, for Macy's, like 10 years ago, nine years ago, something like that. So that's, that's what that's from. Okay. So like I said, I'm gonna cheat. <laughs> I have my classic salad blend of um, lettuce here. Just gonna go ahead and open it up. And it's funny because growing up, my grandma always had like this one knife that she loved. It was always that one knife. Like everything was with that one knife. It was like, I'm going to cut up some cheese. That's the knife. I'm going to cut off the meat. This is an, I don't know. She had other knives. Maybe they just weren't very dull. I don't know what it was. But everything she did was like with that one knife. So I think, I think I'm getting comfortable with this knife. I might be... That might be my one night for everything. I don't know. All right, so I cut up this, and by now, 
my oil is hot so I'm gonna go ahead and put in the garlic and onions just to get those guys cooking up we right right back That's a sound I love to hear. That's... And it's really funny because when I'm at home cooking, the minute the onions and the garlic hit the pan, my husband's like, oh, you're cooking. He's like, oh, that smells good. And I'm like, it's just onions and garlic. Like, I haven't even really gotten started yet. And he's like, no, no, it's good. It's good. It smells good. I'm like, okay. I get... What's that? Oh, awesome. This is so cool. Okay. So, just going to let that heat up a little bit. And then I'm going to, while I do that, I'm going to season the chicken. So, I think you had said that you use the cilantro on the meat, right? And then um, you said cumin is like a really big um, ingredient seasoning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it too. I like it whenever I'm making like um, my ground beef for anything like a kind of like a Mexican related kind of meal. I like to use the cumin. And also when I do barbecue, so when I was doing the ribs the other day, um, I, I did the cumin too. That was really good on there. I did the cumin, I did oregano, I did garlic powder, and then I parboiled the ribs so that they kind of were um, soft and then cooked. And then I put them in the oven to finish cooking them. So that, that works really well for me because... For me, I find that if I don't do that, either with ribs or chicken thighs and stuff like that, I wind up waiting forever for the food to be ready. And I, I really, you know, like I like to cook and have it be done relatively fast, you know. So, what's that? I haven't, so I have I've never used an air fryer. Um, I have an Instapot that I've never even tried. So I really need to get like cooking, literally, and get my game up because I have these gadgets. I don't have an air fryer, but I've seen them everywhere. And I was thinking of trying one. Do you, do you use an air fryer? That is awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that because I'm definitely about that fast cooking life. Like, I just, I want it to be done fast, you know? Like, I want to be eating 
in like 45 minutes at the most because it's just like you know waiting around forever for stuff to be done I just don't I I do have time I guess now but it's just annoying you know like especially when I was single it was like one of those things where I would cook and it would take me maybe an hour to make dinner and then like 10 minutes to eat it or maybe 15 minutes to eat it because I'm by myself I'm not really talking to anyone so it's like spending so much time cooking to spend so little bit of time eating it I wasn't really cooking that much you know so that's kind of frustrating for me so I always try to just make it like the shortest quickest best tasting way possible and that's why I'm, I'm chopping up the chicken into little pieces so they're about an inch across and maybe like an inch and a half long so let's do that um, okay so now I'm gonna season the chicken um, hang on one second okay I'm gonna um, season the chicken right here I have oops let me just turn move these a little bit because they're getting too toasty right now I don't want to burn anything and take those guys off the fire all right so I'm gonna season it Mercedes said that's interesting she hasn't put cumin and rice before Here's the cumin. Okay, so so far I put in um, like some minced onion, oregano, crushed red pepper, the cumin. So I'm gonna do like a light dusting of that all around. And then everything else is kind of like a maybe quarter of a teaspoon. And then the garlic I'm gonna do just about as heavy as I did with the cumin, so probably like half a half a tablespoon of both. Okay. And then I like to just mix it together with my hands um, just to make sure I'm getting the seasoning on every single piece. And I'm going to go ahead and put the chopped up cilantro in with the meat so that way they can kind of hang out for a little bit in the pan together. And that's pretty much it, right? Like, is there anything I'm missing that you would have added in terms of seasoning? No, I didn't. That's a good point. Yeah, let me get that on here. That's like, you know, it's so funny because you wind up getting all these fancy things involved and then it's like the most basic thing, right? It's like, could just forget, okay, salt and pepper. Yeah, that would help, right? Okay, let me go and get that. You can add a little bit of um, maybe here lemon to it. Some lemon? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. It sounds really good. By the time this is over, my mouth is going to be watering like crazy. This, <laughs> my husband said his mouth is already watering. It's, it smells fantastic in here. Okay, so that's all kind of together. And this is nice and hot. So I'm going to go ahead and put the meat in. I'm going to cover it. I, I'm going to cook it uncovered because I'm just going to kind of keep an eye on it. 
imagine that you've like visited Mexico and stuff like that? Have I been there? Um, I I was there once um, when I was very young. I was probably like 10 or 11. I went with my mom and we didn't really go like very far. We just, we were in like, think like, I wanna say Arizona. And then we wound up going to one of the border towns and doing like some shopping. So we bought some leather goods which was kind of cool and um you know I, I remember the shopping of course right and um i thought it was really fun i really enjoyed being there so um actually let me just rinse this tomato real quick okay i don't know i i know that i know it's like a border town but i'm not really sure where but i'm sure my mom i think she's on she might be able to tell tell us, um, but I definitely want to go back. I know that like for spring break, my high school had a trip to Mexico um, for the seniors, but my mom was like, "Hell no, <laughs> not just no." You know, one of those where it's like, "It's not just no, it's hell no." You're not going anywhere <laughs> with senior anybody to anywhere at all. So she said she was working in California. I think it was a time that we went with um, a friend of yours. And um, I think his name was like uh, Lloyd or something. And he was living in Arizona or something like that. And we wanted to going to those border towns. So um, just to keep everybody updated on the salad. So I put in the lettuce. Then I put in the tomatoes. And then on top of that, I'm going to put in some already pre-made salsa. Um, and I find that, you know, like again, this is cheating, right? Like I'm sure your family would be like, what the hell? No, you know, like pre-made salsa, but it's like when I open the sofrito that's already made, you know what I mean? Like the eyebrows start raising. So, that's so funny. El Paso, she said El Paso, Texas. That was where it was. Okay. Yeah. Let's see where it's salsa. Oh my goodness. Wait, isn't that El Paso? Isn't that in Texas? Is what? Isn't El Paso in Texas? Yeah. Oh, it was Texas. No, it was in Mexico. Where we went was definitely Mexico. Okay. Let's see. 
Because I remember it being like the first time I ever went to Mexico. Okay, it says my life ended. Yeah, my life ended. Let's try to get that live back on for those listening on the podcast. Yeah, keep going. Please. Okay, guys. So, for everybody listening on the podcast, we're going to go ahead and continue here. I have my chicken. It's in the saute pan with the onions and garlic, and it's all seasoned up. It's about maybe a third of the way cooked, and I'm just moving it around to make sure it doesn't stick and that it cooks evenly. And then I'm going to go back to the taco salad. Right now I have the lettuce and tomato, and I'm about to um, add some salsa, some pre-made salsa onto there. And it can really be any salsa that you like. Um, you could just go ahead and add whichever one that you prefer at home. I like one that is like a, a mild or medium, but uh, it just depends on your taste. So. Okay, we're back online, and we're going to see if we can get Miss Stephanie back online also. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know what happened, but we got a little disconnected here. All right, so I got the salsa here, and I'm just going to go ahead and pour like a relatively like thin uh, layer back on there. I think Stephanie is on the live right now, so um, Jay, if you could help me to get her back on. Okay, so I'm going to put some salsa right on top of the tomatoes. And the reason I'm doing this, it's kind of reminiscent of a recipe that my friend Chelsea told me about where it's like a seven layer taco dip. So that's pretty much what this is like. It's, um, it's gonna be lettuce, tomato, salsa, then your meat, then we're gonna do guacamole, and hey, stop. Hey. I'm so sorry, I don't know what happened. It's like, okay, that's it, that's enough, thanks. <laughs> no. It's like, uh, I insulted her with this pre-made salsa, she hung up on me. No, um, yeah, so I'm just saying, I added the tomatoes, and then I added the salsa, and then on top is gonna be the chicken, or beef, or whatever meat you want. It could be fish, I've done it with salmon before. And then um, on top of that, I'm gonna put some shredded cheese, um, some guacamole, some sour cream, and I also like to use um, tri-colored peppers, so three different kind of peppers. I usually use like the sweet peppers, and I cut them pretty thin. I like the way they look uh, round, and so I would say maybe like quarter of an inch. Is that your puppy? It is. Hi. Hi. What's your dog's name? Oh, Amelie, I love that movie. Oh, that is such a good movie. Did you name her after the movie? Oh, yeah, I really like the name, but um, I know it's like not the normal dog's name, but that's okay. <laughs> Every Everybody's dog is different, right? Like, um, when I was growing up, we had a dog whose name was um, Mela which is Yiddish for girl. So who would have thought, right? Oh, okay, we've been on for over an hour, that's why. Does it even feel like that long? Oh, it's a, oh it only why. lasts an hour, like, yeah. Wait, so you can only be on for an hour, or? Yeah, that's what Lillian just messaged. She said the most that Instagram allows is an hour. Oh my goodness. 
Wow. Okay. Well, in any case, we're back. <laughs> and our guac is done. So now we're just going to finish up this taco salad. And it's going to be delicious. Um, so what would you normally eat with the guacamole? Like, um, would you make, like, maybe, I know you were saying something about tostadas or something like that. Yes. refried beans when this whole like pandemic thing happened I saw them at the store and I was like oh my gosh like if the you know what hits the fan I want to have refried beans in the house because you never know you know it's so good to have so like if you had let's say maybe like a jar of refried beans how would you prepare that like to eat Yeah. Um, some people use like like sour cream inside refried beans, and they can just use that as like a dipping sauce. Yes. Uh, add like, or you can like use like a mixer and use like um, I don't I forget what kind of chilies they are, but um, we just add a mixer and make like chilies, and then you can add it into the refried beans and just use it as like. Sounds good. All right, so this chicken is cooking pretty good. It smells really good. Let me show you so far. It's looking good. I don't know if you can see it. This is my, my Mexican chicken here. I'm really excited about this. Um, and the cool thing about it, which is kind of like the same thing with Puerto Rican cooking, once you have those seasonings down where you're like, okay, this is like the base kind of stuff that we use, it kind of transfers, right, from like one thing to another. So you could use it for chicken, you could use it for pork, you could use it for beef, fish. It's like, you know, for us, like adobo, sazon, salt and pepper, onions, garlic, oregano, cilantro. Like we use a lot of those things too. So I think the main, the main difference would probably be like the heat. You know, like where you guys have a little bit more heat to your food, um, so some of the dishes, and maybe the cumin, right? That's very true, yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, when I always like find Puerto Rican food to be like a little bit more sweeter. Yes. Kind of, um, than Mexican. Um, with Mexican, you're definitely going to always find like spices, um, No, I definitely, listen, I love all kinds of food. I mean, I am definitely missing New York in terms of the variety of food and any big city, really, um, because it's like, 
I definitely like to have my Indian food. I like to have my Chinese food, um, Thai, Vietnamese. Um, growing up, I was talking with my mom earlier today because growing up, I lived for a little bit of time in Syracuse uh, with my godmother, and she's half Italian. So she um, would take me to her friend's house, and her friend is Italian from Italy, and she would spend all Sunday cooking for the week. She would make all the meals for the entire week and then freeze them. So, yeah. It was really cool because that's, that's where I was saying where I learned how to make my, um, my sauce, my Italian sauce, and where I learned how to make my meatballs. Um, I learned how to make pesto um, from basil plants with my godmother, and that's something I would love to do on the show because I, I, I am not a huge fan of store-bought pesto. That's, it's funny because I'll use store-bought sofrito and be like, ah, eh, whatever. But store-bought pesto, I'm like, oh, I have attitude about that, you know? It's such a different seasoning, such a different flavor for me. And it's always, like, salty, you know? I find that store-bought pesto, I guess because it's preserved for longer, it's very salty. So. Um, that's true. Um, so when you were in the Bronx, did you ever go to, like, Arthur Avenue? Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. I yeah, love that. It's not too far like from that area, but they have like they sell like homemade pasta. Um, yes. Sure they sell like homemade pesto sauce. And stuff yes. Like that, so. We always go there. I go there a lot with my mom. Like when we visit New York and stuff like that, we go to Arthur Avenue, and that's one of the things. Like I used to go there a lot with my dad too because. Like, when he was growing up, he grew up on the Lower East Side, so he had, like, a lot of Italian friends, and he grew up eating a lot of different Italian foods. So, for us, like, cooking at home, when I lived with him, it was a lot of, like, food from Spain that we would make, so he would make, like, um, paella, um, sopa gallega, because where my family's from is Galicia, which is in the north, so they ate, it was very cold and, like, rainy, and it's also a fisherman town. So it's a lot of fish that we would eat at home. Um, rabitos, he would make oxtails, um, oxtail soup. So those are like more traditional kind of meals for us. Um, and then when I lived with my grandmother, like she would make a lot of Puerto Rican food. So she didn't really teach me how to make it, but I kind of figured it out um, to a certain extent. There's still things that I don't know how to make. Um, so I grew up eating that. And then when I lived with my godmother, She's half Jewish, so I would go to her mother's house and have like matzo ball soup or, you know, all kinds of different things. So for me, um, it's always been kind of expected to eat all these different things. And like, even like with my dad, we ate a lot of Filipino food because he had a lot of Filipino friends. So I've always been one. I wouldn't say that I'm so adventurous because there's a lot of stuff that I won't eat where I'm just like, oh, no, I can't, you know. But I definitely like to eat a lot of different tastes than food, you know? No, I'm the same way because um, my mom was in the military, so she was like, she was always getting like, you know, like, um, like with different cultures, she was meeting new people. Yeah. Like, that were like Filipino, like you said. Um, and 
my grandmother's also Jewish too, so like it's perfect. she would always yeah, like matzo ball soup was definitely her thing. Um, which actually I want to learn how to make that. So if you know how to make that, I don't know, but I think we could figure it out, like between the two of us. That could be another show. <laughs> we could try it. Okay. But yeah, like she would always like okay, if we went for church and she would do like a Shabbat or like um, and then yeah, just like same thing with me, like gaining new friends with like different schools and cultures and stuff like that. It's definitely I Absolutely. And it's just nice. Like, I love when you go to a potluck and there's stuff from, like, other people's cultures. Like, everybody brings food. Or I've been to, like, um, potlucks at, like, a mosque or something. Or potlucks at, like, you know, wherever. And everybody else is a different culture except for you, you know? And you're like, wait a minute, this is, like, eating at a restaurant, you know, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to taste everything. And um, those are some of my favorite things. I love to eat at those, um, like, festivals that they have, those street fairs. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's really fun. This year. Yeah. Um, they, they do them in the Bronx. I think it's, like, actually just a block away from me. It's called Bronx. Something like a night in the Bronx or something. Yeah, that's the other thing too. We used to always go um, on Sundays and Saturdays, like we would go one weekend day into Chinatown, either in Queens or in the city, usually Queens because it's easier to park, and we would have dim sum. So it was like every, you know, weekend we were eating Chinese, and so I miss that so much. You don't know, it's like, I told my husband, I was like, the minute we get back to New York, I don't care if you come or not. I'm going for dim sum. I'm going to Chinatown. I'm going for dim sum. I'm going to invite everybody, whoever wants to come. Let's go because I miss it. You know, it's like you don't get that out here. Actually, I think you introduced me to um, my first Indian restaurant, I think, downtown. I don't know if you remember that, but like, I yes. think went down, like, what is it, 26th Street or something? Yeah, 23rd like, Street. Like, yeah. All the Yes. I'm a huge fan of Indian food. I think we ended up going to Chinatown, like, right after. Yeah, we had a friend who owned a Chinese restaurant in Chinatown, and um, my dad had a birthday party there, and then that was kind of, like, the place where I took everyone. So it was, like, every time we would go to Chinatown, I was like, okay, we got to go here. This is, like, the spot. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I just, that's one of the things I miss about, you know, New York, like, the culture and just getting out there and the different kind of foods. Um, I mean, Florida is gorgeous. I love the greenness. Like when I first moved here, everything was so green and blue. I was like, wow, you know, everything is so colorful. It's crazy, like nature, you know, which is great. So in order for me to kind of get that culture kind of stuff for my kids, I definitely want to try to make different meals where they can try different stuff or maybe take a trip out to different parts of maybe Orlando. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Haven't been here that long to know like where all the restaurants are. 
but um, okay. those are things I want to do because I, I feel like it's it's important, especially if we're not like traveling to all these spots because they're so little. It's good to kind of take a, a day tour, right? And just try something new. Yeah. So. I feel like there's like, with, um, especially with like Miami, you definitely have different cultures. Oh yeah. Spots, just like New York. Mm -hmm. You definitely will find like there, like even in the vicinity of like Dayland and um, yeah, there's like so many different um, restaurants to just try out there as well. Or, Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so my chicken has been done for a little bit. I moved it over to the side. And what I did is I'm going to just let it, I let it cool for a little bit because I don't want to wilt the lettuce. And I'm going to go ahead and just going to check it to make sure it's cooked, which I'm like 99% sure that it is. But I just like to check it before I put it all over everything just in case because that would be horrible like if it just wasn't cooked all the way through all right let's see and yeah it is it's nice and white on the inside which is what you want I didn't cook it to death so it's not like dry it's still juicy so probably like 20 minutes on the stove is more than enough okay so I'm gonna go ahead and put that directly onto the lettuce and you're gonna see it here There we go. Just gonna go ahead and put everything, the onions, the garlic, everything right on top of this bed of lettuce. And and how I like to do it is I try to put it in the middle so you can still see the layers on the sides. I think that makes it look really, really pretty. And then I'm gonna go ahead and put a big giant dollop of sour cream. I think I lost stuff again. There we go. And we have our beautiful guacamole that we just made. So I'm gonna go ahead and put some of that on there. And you could just get as exotic or as artistic, I should say, as you like. So I'm gonna go ahead and put my guacamole. I'm just gonna mix it up again real quick on there. It smells amazing. Stephanie, you are like the best. Thank you so much for sharing your family recipe with me because this is like the bomb right now. Okay, you got the guac. And then I like to put some um, grated cheese on top. I think it just looks really pretty. Let me get my grater. Here it is. I like to use this one, which is like a freestanding grater. She's back. Hey, you're back. Good, good, good. So far, I did guac and I did sour cream, and then I'm gonna put um, a couple of jalapenos on it, and then I'm gonna put the cheese on top, almost like um, sprinkles, you know? <laughs> so it could look pretty. All right, let's see if I have jalapenos. And this is the kind of thing really where you can add more or take stuff away if you only like, oh no, we don't have jalapenos? Okay, that's okay. We don't have jalapenos next time. So it's kind of a thing where you can add more, take stuff away, right? It's just like, make it your own. And I was saying earlier, if you like like a spicier salsa, you could do that. If you like like a more, you know, mild salsa, that's fine. My mom doesn't like it with salsa. 
She just likes um, the heat of the jalapenos because she likes really spicy stuff. But she's not a big fan of salsa. I like to have the Mexican cheese at home, like the um, three colored one, but um, I wasn't able to get that. So I'm just using like a sharp cheddar and I think that'll probably taste good too. And then I just put this over top. I mean, this is just beautiful. It's something that you could share um, with a couple of people depending on how big you make it. This was probably like four pieces of chicken tenderloin. And then we had, um, I made the two tomatoes. I made, I put the guacamole that we just made on here. I put um, like three or four sweet peppers and then the lettuce also as the base. And that's it. I feel like I should put a cherry on top of this thing. It's like so pretty. Okay, let me just finish with my cheese here. Here we go. I think we're gonna put on some Mexican music and a little mariachi or something as we eat this. Is there any movie that you love? Like any kind of Mexican movie that you could recommend us to watch? I always love Frida. Oh yeah. It's a good movie. I got my fake maracas. <laughs> it's like, let me get into the spirit. I got some cutouts in the back too. I don't know if you could see them. It's so sunny. Let me just grab them real quick. Got some little things that I printed out. Cause this was impromptu, you know? So it was kind of like, I didn't have it all lying around. I got my, it was supposed to be a lime, but I have a lemon. Have my little hat. Oh my God, so cute. <laughs> so funny, right? My Fiesta. And what's that? You made those yourself? No, no. So, okay. So I downloaded them from Etsy. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's an Etsy store where they had a bunch of cutouts. And then um, you download them and then they can... You can print them out. I printed them on cardstock at home. So. I thought those were real for a second. Yeah, no, no, that's my Maraca shaking skills. When I was a kid, we they bought me Maracas. I mean, I don't know why, but it was just a thing. I guess, you know, Spanish people across the board love Maracas. So it was just a thing. Oh, wow. My mom said the dish looks really pretty. Wanda says yummy. Let me show you guys what it looks like. Just gonna lift it a little and you can see that if you had um jalapenos and you wanted to sprinkle them around here that would look beautiful also and you know you could even put like chips in here kind of all around and then everybody could take and it's almost like a really ultimate nachos thing but if you're trying to be healthy and keto which is where this originated from when we started trying the keto thing um this is enough this is it and it's very filling um so that's pretty much everything so thank you so much thank you so much stephanie for coming on the show and for even coming up with the idea of a cinco de mayo show i love it i miss you so much you know i can't wait to see you I'm gonna give you a big giant hug when I see you, so get ready. I'm gonna squeeze you. Okay. <laughs>
And um, let me just make sure if anybody else has any questions or anything. I don't think so. I think we're, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? All right, girl. Well, I love you. Have a wonderful rest of Cinco de Mayo. And hopefully we talk again soon. Bye. Thank you.